empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale. This podcast has been designed to be a tool in your life to speak to you, hopefully, a word at the right time, at just the right moment. And I pray that today is no different. I have been excited about what God has been doing in the lives of so many people that I know. And there's just this sense that something is up. It's almost in the air. I hear leaders talking about it. It's almost this sense that we're at a new new, so to speak. And this is what I love about being a part of the kingdom of God. It's not a stagnant kingdom. It's not a kingdom that has ceased to continue to grow or to become. It is always becoming and just like God, his kingdom always has brand new parts and pieces to see and to understand, to step into and to experience and to walk in. I love this about being a part of the kingdom of God because it's what I love about God. I love that it's going to take all of my life and even beyond that into eternity to really discover all of who God is. So I was talking to a particular woman at a meeting I did recently, and she was just sharing, you know, how she just felt stagnant in her faith. And I really gave her credit because I thought, you know, that's not an easy thing to admit. And no doubt, all of us at some point or another have maybe hit a spot where we've had feelings like that, just feeling stagnant. And so I began to talk to her about her concept of God. And I said, you know, I don't think your problem is so much that you've done something to box yourself in in your life so much as you've done something to box yourself in and your perception of who God is. And so we began to talk about how big God is. And what she realized is that she had basically learned a pretty good amount of things about him in the word of God and somehow slipped into believing that that was the totality of who God is, that she had exhausted the character of God and who he was and what he did. And when she realized that she had put him in a box, she was limiting him, but there was no way that you could ever fit God and the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit in a box, that it will take forever getting to know this amazing God that we serve. Her eyes lit up, you know, it was like the lights came back on and she went, I got it. And so maybe some of you are are in a spot or have been there and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is a reminder for all of us that, hey, God is a very big God. He's almighty God. He's alpha and omega. And if we ever let our beliefs or our theology begin to limit him or point toward the fact that maybe we now understand everything about him, that's when we need to put the brakes on and come to a complete stop and say, God, help me take the limits off of you. Help me identify where I've put limits on you and bring me back to the awe and the wonder and the grandness and the majesty 
of who you are. So sort of bouncing off of that, I want to talk to you on this particular podcast about a subject that is not that popular. I'm just going to be honest with you straight up. And yet it is something that we all encounter at various places in our life. And typically most people don't handle it well. Even good people, even Successful people, strong people can have a tendency to not handle this particular subject well simply because they don't want to handle it at all. And this subject that I want to talk to you about is something called pain. I know, right? Right off the bat. But hear me out on this because I think if you'll listen in on this topic today, it might help you make some big leaps forward on your path of destiny. Pain is something none of us like. I mean, we are absolutely designed to get rid of pain as quick as possible. If you stub your toe, you know, we grab it and we we hold it just trying to get rid of the pain. If you know, if you do something big to small, everyone, I mean, it's hard to get society to stop for hardly anything anymore. But typically, if somebody does something to injure themselves and they're crying out in pain, you can still get total strangers to dead stop and go, okay, we need to do something here because this person is experiencing something we all hate, and that is pain. But some pain is not as obvious. In fact, some of the most debilitating pain is not physical pain. It's an invisible pain. It's pain that we carry on the inside, emotional pain that can be just as disabling as some physical pain can be. Pain even that's not that extreme, but consistently there can begin to shut down parts of you where you are going through life and you're trying to function, but there are pieces of you that have just sort of gone stagnant or or even maybe died inside and you're just carrying those pieces of you through life and wondering, is this really the way that it's going to be? But Jesus actually has a lot to say about pain, and there's some things we can understand about how to deal with pain. You know, it's interesting, dealing with pain is sort of a big topic because now, you know, maybe where you live, you've seen these, but they are building a lot of pain management centers. And so this concept is built around not so much getting rid of pain, but if something has been said that you're always going to have this pain, then these places teach you how to manage the pain that you have. And I think a lot of individuals sort of immediately turn to this version of life. I have known this pain for so long that now I have either subconsciously or on purpose taught myself how to manage my life with this pain. Let's talk about this a second. Pain comes typically internally from things that we've experienced from other people. Broken relationships leave a wake of pain. And the reason is because we're not made for broken connection. We're made for connection. So when connection is cut off and severely so, it brings sort of a tidal wave of pain with that. What do we do with that? Sometimes pain is caused because of things that we experience. Words that were said can cause 
a tremendous amount of pain. We've all heard that old saying, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. Names will never hurt me. And of course, we know nothing could be farther from the truth. Somebody can say hurtful words to you and you might not even really particularly know that person very well. But those words carry an amount of pain with them. Sometimes they send off a trigger of pain the moment they hit our ears. Sometimes they work on us and it takes a little while. There are times where pain can lie dormant for a while. Maybe you went through something and time just went on and and you went on and, and you think, well, I guess, you know, time really does heal all wounds. And so that pain is dormant and then something can happen. Maybe you've experienced this, that triggers something in you and all of a sudden it triggers that pain and you go, where did that come from? I thought that was done. And this can be confusing sometimes in the life of a believer because, you know, here we are new creatures in Christ Jesus with the greater one living on the inside of us. And there's all these things we believe in our heart and believe, you know, of the Lord. We're meant for the life of an overcomer. We've been given peace. We've been given joy. And then we're going through this life and pain comes and pain is so counterculture to who we are as believers And I've watched believers so many times make the mistake of feeling shame about having pain. And they don't know what to do with it because it's counter to the culture of the kingdom of God and and all that we've been given in our abundant life in Him, not knowing what to do with it and even confused that they even have it. They tend to stuff the pain, stuff it in a closet, stuff it deep down and never deal with it. Unfortunately, sometimes there is an erroneous belief, maybe even sometimes an erroneous teaching that says that you're not supposed to have pain as a believer. But this is the farthest thing from the truth. Because if we weren't supposed to have pain, then part of the work of Jesus was of no effect. And There was a big piece of why God sent his only son to do what he did, to deal with the pain of humanity. I want to read this fairly well-known scripture out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 53 and verse 4. And it's speaking to why Jesus had to come and what he would accomplish on the work of the cross. And Isaiah 53 and verse 4 said, Surely, for sure, he, Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Another translation says, He suffered and endured great pain for us. And the Good News translation says, But He endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. He endured the suffering that should have been ours and the pain that we should have borne. I remember one time, the Lord just speaking to my heart. I was dealing with some things in my own life and just thinking, how am I going to function this way? And how does this work? And what do I do with this? And I remember the Lord just speaking to my heart and he made this statement to me about pain. And he said, Jen, your pain has my attention. He said, but your faith demands my power. And I realized that he was showing me the pathway 
from where I was at in my pain to connecting to his power to come deal with my pain. And I realized as I really lifted that back up to him and said, okay, what do you mean by that? The first thing that I had to do was I had to acknowledge the fact that I was in pain. Now, like I said, sometimes there can be erroneous beliefs and maybe even some teaching that says, you're not supposed to have pain. You know, you just go on, just forget about that pain. But that's not the Bible way to deal with pain. I had to acknowledge pain. First of all, let's look at it this way. The Bible says that Jesus came to carry our pain. In the New Testament, 1 Peter 5 and verse 7, he said, cast your care, your weight, your pain on me. For like he promised in Isaiah 53, I will care for you or I will carry it for you. How can you cast a pain on Jesus that you're not willing to admit or acknowledge? And so that is the first step that you have to deal with. You have to pause long enough to acknowledge that there is pain and why there is pain. And I'm going to tell you right now that sometimes that takes more than just a little bit of time. Depending on the level of the pain and how long the pain's there and maybe what came along with that pain, you might need somebody to come alongside you and help you identify and acknowledge that pain, but it's worth the effort. And I want to say this to you again. It is worth the effort. It is like work and it's worth the work because only when you can acknowledge and identify the pain, it only when you do that, then can you specifically cast your care or cast that pain on him. Now, here's where people get tripped up. How can I believe God and believe that I can cast my care on Him? How can I have peace and joy and believe this in my heart and my spirit, but feel such pain in my soul? Remember that the Word of God tells us in the book of Hebrews that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between soul and spirit. And God uses these two things that exist, soul and spirit, to show how sharp that sword is, that they're very close. In fact, they're so close that it takes the sharp sword of the word to split them apart, but the word can do it because they are two separate things. Most of you probably know this that listen to this podcast, but the truth of the matter is your spirit and your soul are two different things. You are a spirit, but you possess a soul. And so it is possible, it is possible to have faith in your spirit and be dealing with pain in your soul. Here's what I learned that day when the Lord said that to me. Jen, your pain has my attention, but your faith will place a demand on my power. And what I recognized is once I identified the pain and acknowledged the pain that I was dealing with and and however that had come, then what I could do is I could get out from under the pain in my soul and I could tap into the faith in my spirit. And out of the faith in my spirit, I could allow my spirit to rise up and begin to grab hold of Jesus to come and deal with the pain in my soul. Sometimes that sounds like, Father, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what happened. And it 
hurts. Sometimes that transaction of casting that pain and giving that pain to him, unraveling that pain and handing it to him, like I said, it can be a process. It can come with a lot of tears. It can come with some deep tears. But I believe that's part of the process of casting your care on him. It's not as scary to admit or acknowledge pain when you know that there's someone that's there that's greater than you that's willing to carry it. So allowing that faith that's in your spirit to say, God, this is what I feel. This is what happened. And Father, it it hurt so bad. And yet I acknowledge what your word says. And I can allow my spirit to sit in the seat of authority in my life and tap into the faith in my spirit to place a demand on his power to come and take and deal with and heal my pain. See, as believers, it's not that we're meant to develop a high pain tolerance or have a high pain threshold. It's so easy for people to slip into that. You're not meant to have a high pain tolerance in the kingdom of God. You're meant to get very skilled at quickly recognizing and taking the time to acknowledge when you're hurt and pain and sitting down and saying, God, this is what I've got going on. This is what I'm feeling. And God, I'm acknowledging it, but I'm acknowledging it with you and I'm casting it on you. Two things happen when you do this. Number one, the power of God, the power of who Jesus is, comes in and begins to take that pain, but then he begins to heal the hurt that that pain caused. This is the amazing work of the Holy Spirit. He said he is our comforter. Well, he's not a comforter that just is meant to sit by your emotional bedside and hold your hand while you suffer. No, he's the comforter that brings comfort because he brings healing. Jesus said when he came that the spirit of the Lord was upon him because he had come to heal the broken hearted. And I want to tell you today that whatever piece of your heart feels broken or there is a place of brokenness, that Jesus is the healer of the broken hearted. So that healing power comes. But when that healing power comes, it also comes with the power to do some work that you usually need to do on the other side of pain. And that is to forgive the aggressor. Forgive the one that caused the pain. Jesus will bring with him the ability to help you do this. And it is essential. If you acknowledge the pain and you call on the name of the Lord and you allow him to come, you must take this final step of releasing forgiveness toward the aggressor. Because if you don't do that, listen, you leave the door open for that same pain to return and you become a prisoner to your own pain. So he brings with it the grace and the strength and the ability to forgive, 
to let it go. That can be one of the hardest things in our humanity to do. But in God, it is so easy and it is the greatest place of freedom to be able to say, I forgive the person that wronged me because I refuse to live under the identity is I'm someone that was hurt and wronged. You have got to be willing to let that go. You don't want that label. You don't want that identity. You don't want the life that comes with that. And what Jesus did on the cross, he did to free you from being labeled by your pain the rest of your life. Pain is an interesting thing. Some people say that pain is a teacher. You know, I don't really want to be taught by pain. I would rather be taught by the Word of God. I'd rather be taught by men and women of God that are farther down the road than me. But I will say that there are some things that you learn from going through this process of, God, I've been wronged. I feel pain. But now, rather than carry it and sit in it, I am going to sit down and go through this process of acknowledging it with you, allowing you to heal the hurt place in me and receive your strength and your grace to let it go, release and forgive. There is something about going through that in this life that absolutely teaches you some things and it strengthens your trust and your relationship with God. When you begin to know and understand him, as your healer. Yes, of your physical body, but also of maybe brokenness in your heart. The Word of God tells it this way. He said, look, you will have trouble in this world. The Word told us that. You're going to have trouble. Why? Because we live in a broken and fallen world and we're interacting with broken and fallen people. And you've heard it said before, hurt people hurt people. Rejected people reject People, Man, I don't want to be a hurt person that hurts somebody. And I don't want to be a rejected person that rejects somebody. I don't want to have faith in my heart and rejection in my soul. I want him to be able to heal it so that when I encounter the broken and the rejected and the hurt, when they do try and maybe hurt or reject me, I can stand in front of them and minister the life of God and the acceptance of God, the love of God, and watch that process start all over again. So I want to encourage you to allow God to help you deal with places maybe of pain in your soul. Maybe all of a sudden something happened recently and triggered some things, and you thought, man, I really thought I had dealt with that. I really thought I had let this go. This isn't about going to search for problems, but if there's stuff that comes up in your heart, in your soul, I think it's time for you and the Holy Spirit to deal with that and walk in the freedom that Jesus so generously and graciously extended to us through the work he did on the cross. I want to encourage you, lastly, that if there are issues and places of pain that maybe run so deep and it seems overwhelming to you, I would encourage you to reach out and find a licensed Christian counselor to help you process and get through to the other side of your healing. Don't allow any kind of shame to keep you from getting the help that is available to you. There are so many tremendous, wonderful, called 
and anointed and trained Christian counselors that are out there. And I'll tell you this, I have many that are friends of mine, and the good ones will say this, you know, my job is to help you work through and get to the other side of whatever issues are there so that you no longer require me. This isn't about a lifetime of therapy or a lifetime of counseling. This is about having someone who's anointed to sort of pour in the oil and help you walk through what you've been through to get to the other side of the healing that Jesus provided for you. Hey, don't hold back from that. There's so many that are out there. Reach out maybe to your pastor. I'm sure they have a connection of some people, but make sure that you take the steps that are available to you to get you what you need and to continue out the days of your life whole and free and in liberty. I pray this has helped you today. And I want to encourage you, and we say this often, but maybe you know some people that could stand to hear this. Maybe they need a little encouragement to acknowledge some really hard places in their life and some painful places. And maybe this might just be a conversation that's a key to help them open their door and take their first step into healing and freedom. We love you all so much. I love hearing from you, our listeners. I have loved meeting so many of you on the road in meetings, even over this past month. It's been such a joy. We've got a lot of meetings coming up around the country. And so if you're going to be in one of those, make sure that you come up and say, hi, if you're a podcast listener, I would love to meet you. If we can help you in any way, let us know. Please check out the website at jentringale.com. And then also on social media, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook under Jen Trengale. Hey, we love you all. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.